all your sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk. It's Tal and Caleb. We're coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Uh, we just had a little bit of a shuffle around with the scheduling. It's been a massive weekend of sport. We're going to be talking all kinds of things. We're going to be talking about all of the sport over the weekend, some of the best 22 non-AFL players, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Uh, we're going to be talking about the budget. It's going to be announced today. Yep. Sports, uh, sports-led recovery, we heard. We heard that's the way it's going to go. So we'll be giving you all the details on that. Very exciting. (laughs) And of course, we are going to be previewing all of the sport coming up uh, for the rest of the week. Tal, I can't wait to jump into it. We're going to jump into a very short break. After this, we're going to be reviewing all the sport from the weekend. You are listening to the Sports Desk on this Tuesday morning. Hope you're having a lovely morning. Tal and Caleb, we're coming to you on a Monday uh, afternoon while the cricket's going on at the moment. Um, 119 needed off 170 balls for the women. But we're going to wrap up some of the stuff that caught our eye this weekend. Tal, I might throw over to you to kick us off. Uh, it was an article in the ABC on the toll of the coronavirus on women's football. But another one that came from that is that your team, North Melbourne, are keeping their AFLW and VFLW teams, um, which comes in light of VFL women team for Richmond. Uh, was announced a few weeks ago that they were going to be um, discontinuing their program. So it's some it's some good news for North Melbourne fans and fans of women's football all around. Yeah, it's really great. And especially after earlier in the year, about March or April or so, the club came out and said that the men's VFL team wasn't going to be wasn't going to be happening for a small club uh, with not a lot of money. Uh, it kind of made sense, but it's still really sad, and it's going to impact would have impacted um, the development. Um, for a long way down the line. So to have the VFL team back and to have the AFLW team confirmed, um, you know, the AFLW North team was, you know, in line in line for the flag last year, I'll say it. Um, <laughs> and to have them coming back is is fantastic, especially when there's a bunch of other AFLW teams from bigger clubs that haven't uh, put their hands up and absolutely confirmed that they'll be, they'll be in it next year. Um, but, yeah, it's looking really good. And, you know, uh, plenty of good news to come in the AFLW with the draft. Uh, tonight, if you're listening to it on Tuesday morning, which you will be, uh, the draft, AFLW draft is tonight, the first digital draft, uh, which is very exciting. And Richmond have the number one pick with the Dogs in second and West Coast in third. Yeah, it was interesting. You were talking off air to me about um, them doing their 2K time trials by themselves, which was interesting. And yes. um, we made yeah, a comment going into that. <laughs> <laughs> Did they pause their Strava? Um, you know, when they needed to take a little quick break at the lights, I'm sure they didn't. But um, that's just the world we live in at the moment. Hey, something that caught my eye. It is a little bit old. I think this was probably Friday last week. Uh, was the San Diego Loyal soccer team? Uh, they forfeited the match uh, for a homophobic slur that was delivered to Colin Martin, who is a proud LGBTQ player. Um, And the coach made the decision to forfeit the match. Um, So 
Martin was given a red card because he was trying to point out to the umpire that, of the homophobic slur that was delivered. Um, and I think that was misinterpreted as a homophobic slur being delivered to the ref. Um, but the coach, Lando Donovan, backed his player and said, no, we need to make a stand. And, uh, and I'll, I'll just I'll just add to that as well. And yeah, it wasn't just the coach either because mm. it was the whole team um, getting on board that with the coach leading it. But the week before, um, that had an, uh, a, a racially motivated incident the week before. Um, and after that, uh, they came out really strongly and said that uh, they will act and they will, they will say something when these things happen. And sadly, it only took one week for something else to happen, um, which was fueled by hatred and, and bigotry. And, you know, fair play to them. They came out and they were up 3-1 at the time. when they, So it wasn't like, you know, they were down and they just gave up the match. They gave up a 3-1 lead. Uh, to a game that would have confirmed them for the playoffs, and I think it's a really powerful, uh, a really powerful gesture. And and you were saying, uh, Caleb, that it, it reflects. Um, there's some comparisons to be drawn with an issue that we we're talking about last week um, in the Super Netball, uh, with uh, with maybe who was not played during Indigenous round, despite being the only Indigenous player in the league, and the coach said it's all about winning. And this is a counterpoint to that idea that it's just all about winning. Sometimes there's a little bit more at stake. You're spot on, Tal. I mean, like, it's a, it's an issue that we could probably devote a whole show to, but um, we've got a fair bit of other stuff to get through. There was this interesting article that you brought to my attention about some Victorian fans um, <laughs> that have put their money behind their mouth and they're going to the Northern Territory and they're quarantining to hopefully go and visit the AFL Grand Final. They paid two and a half grand to get out of Victoria to set up camp for a couple of weeks in quarantine in the Northern Territory. Um, and some pretty jovial shots of them kicking around the footy uh, in the desert up there in their quarantine facility. And um, they're pretty stoked to, to just be, you know, maybe getting a chance to attend the grand final in Brisbane, which would be um, very memorable if you could get to see that. Do you know if the article specified what team they barracked for? I mean, I'm going to assume that there may be like a staunch Port Adelaide or Brisbane uh, one had a Richmond jersey on um, but oh. after the weekend's results maybe maybe he's going to be pretty disappointed uh, one thing that I did see on the footy coverage over the weekend which just tickled me pink and I think a lot of people as well <laughs> Ash Barty sitting in the stands just yeah. relaxing um, and then getting you know quite fiery as well and the whole time that she's just kicking back she's maintaining the number one uh, number one tennis player status in the world um, because of some absolute uh, upsets at the at the French Open. So what a way to hang on to your number one spot and just be doing it at the footy. And knocking back a pot uh, or pint um, and just giving a big fist pump when uh, yeah. <laughs> go. Uh, talk me through game three of the finals. That So we're recording on the Monday. So yeah. uh, game three has just been played and Jimmy Buckets is turning it on. Uh, and it's Buckets. like it seems like he's just willing the Miami Heat um, back into this contest, really. Pretty incredible effort from him. He dropped a 40-point triple-double today to get them over the Lakers. Um, it's the only it's only the third 40-point triple-double in finals history, so he joins a pretty elite group there. Um, and so it brings the series back to 2-1, a series that a lot of people were saying was done, it was over, get out the brooms, get ready for a sweep. LeBron was just going to uh, cakewalk to another finals win. Um, but without two starters, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, who's out for the rest of the season, um, Bam is a, is a maybe for game four. Um, who's an integral player in their team, uh, Jimmy Butler just uh, came through. And I only tuned in for the last quarter of the game, but he just attacked the rim almost every possession that he could um, and just did some incredible work from the mid-range. And um, 
it seems like they've figured something out. Uh, and to have Bam back for the next game, if they even the series up, it could be really exciting. Hey, before we go into a break, um, I feel like we've completely neglected to talk about the unreal weekend of AFL footy that just happened. So a question without notice. Did you have like a highlight from the weekend of like the, you know, the prelim finals and the, oh, they're not prelims, are they? Qualifying finals, sorry, and the elimination finals. I know a lot of footy commentators saying that, you know, that was the redemption weekend of the AFL after everyone saying, you know, the state of the game conversations and mm. we had so many close games. I think it was, a, it was 35 points was the total mm. uh, cumulative margin, which is the lowest ever in the first week of the final. So really incredible. I think, and and again, this is a question without notice, answered with, <laughs> uh, answered without notice. I really thought the umpiring was uh, was good. I, oh, nice. I I appreciated the umpiring. I don't know. I liked Razor's, I liked Razor in the Port Adelaide Geelong game, giving it a whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was, I thought the umpiring stood out to me. Um, I think every game just came with so much passion. Um, you know, for the game that you would have watched on Saturday afternoon, the Saints and Dogs game, um, the the dogs were ferocious. And if their forward line was functioning, and I know that you have a lot to say about this, but if their forward <laughs> line was functioning, the intent was there. Um, and, 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 you know, to their credit, the Saints had more intent, I suppose, at kicking goals. Yeah. But um, it, was, <laughs> it was, I was an incredible weekend. Um, and uh, makes me wish I'd go for a team that, uh, that could get back there. Yeah. For mine, I think um, that last play in the Collingwood and West Coast game, Tom Cole gets it in the middle and you think, this is it. Like, this is where they're just going to bomb it long. And Taylor Adams comes from nowhere and makes this smother. And I just think smothers are the most underrated statistic in all of AFL. Like, they're just so crucial to a team. Makes a smother. And then they get a mark out on the wing and Collingwood win the game. I just, it was a great game. um, And it was some kind of... It was a nice distraction as a Dogs fan after mm. seeing us go down. Let's um let's jump into a break. After this song, we're going to be talking about the best 22 AFL players, maybe like an all-Australian uh, list, but they're going to be all non-AFL players. That's going to be right up after this. You're listening to The Sports Desk with Tal and Caleb. You're back on The Sports Desk. It's your Tuesday morning. You're with Tal and Caleb talking all things sports. Caleb, you have uh, you're chatting on the weekend. Um, and it got your ideas flowing about the best 22, um, uh, an all all Australian non AFL team. And I know you've got a few you've got a few ideas for the 22 that could make up uh, could take the field and would give us the right blend of entertainment, skill, uh, shock value. Um, <laughs> it really is just a, a, the ultimate pub chat. Um, you know, if you're watching a sport like the NBA or you're watching, I don't know something else and that that thing pops into your head and you're like geez that player would be good as an AFL player and and I think what you I think what you're touching on there is um you know the kind of chat that you have in everyday life so you want to fill your team you want to fill your team with people that can stimulate that kind of chat mm-hmm. and have some good good atmosphere around around the place so who, who would you who would you be getting in for some good locker room you know locker room chat but in a good way you know in a good way Alyssa Healy uh I've got the cricket going uh, on yes, in the background yes. um the keeper for the Australian cricket team. Um, even if you're not a cricket fan, I think you can appreciate just the uh, the witty sledging that comes from Melissa Healy from behind the stumps. Um, and then I'll also throw in, 
I'll throw in the obvious, and I think this has always been thrown around. LeBron James, I think everyone knows what a powerful athlete he is. Um, so I'll uh, and also, also, LeBron James comes with a basketball background, and we know how high-valued <laughs> that is in the AFL. So if you think Scott Penderbury gets a good run on them talking about his basketball background, yeah. I mean, they'll endlessly talk about it. Uh, and I reckon I'd chuck, chuck him at maybe like a centre-half forward. I think he'd just be a nice, strong lead-up forward. Um I reckon. I reckon we just. I reckon we just like. I reckon back pocket underrated <laughs> position. I think LeBron in the back pocket. I don't know. Wasted. The uh, best back pocket of all time. Have you got one for me? Maybe a rugby. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm thinking. You know, you're talking about LeBron, like uh, that kind of like that raw power. You know, those videos of like those twelve year old, twelve year old kid in New Zealand who's about three times the size of everybody else and is just like bowling kids over in like under twelves rugby matches. Yeah. I want him. I want him. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll have him, please. Uh, put him on the halfback, I think. Break a few <laughs> uh, One from last weekend, I was watching uh, the UFC, and I reckon Israel Adesanya. Um, I reckon he'd be a good ruck rover. He's got the long levers, um, and he's just, you know, brings a bit of media to the team. And another one I wanted to throw in there was Brett Lee, um, for no reason other than he was just an idol of mine growing up. And I think uh, he holds a special place in a lot of Australians' hearts. So he'd probably bring a lot of fans. I think so. I think commercially, yes. But also, I think you're neglecting to point out that him steaming off the half-back line <laughs> straight into the centre square and just yep. and just absolutely taking somebody out to open up the centre clearance, that that is what he, Brett Lee is going to be used for, I think. So we've got our half-backs sorted. I think yeah, uh, yeah. Habib as well, another UFC fighter. A bit of a tackling machine. I was mm-hmm. weighing up between him and maybe a Billy Slater from the NRL uh, as, you know, your kind of rover position. Put him there just to, to tackle. But I wanted your 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 thoughts on someone in the ruck. Um, okay, some- yes. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, now, I've forgotten his name, but I think if I describe him, you can figure out he looks like Cameron Ling, but he does high jump and he won gold for Australia. Uh, not Steve Hooker, as in the... Steve Hooker. <laughs> pole, pole was... vault, sorry, pole vault champion. Pole vault champion in the ruck, using feet to direct it out of the ruck. All right, yeah, I can yeah. go with that. How, do you have a recommendation in mind? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, but I feel like that was a bit of an obvious choice. Maybe a taco <laughs> fall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. I was thinking to get some, you know, to get some of our European friends across. Cristiano Ronaldo might be a good soccer player to get in. Uh, another obvious choice. He's got some good I mean, hops. I mean, North, North could throw the war chest at him. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> they were going after Messi for a while, weren't they? <laughs> uh, and one just for the post-game um, circuit. I think uh, Tiger Woods would be a good one. Uh, known to be a bit of a, a party boy. <laughs> To, to put it mildly, yeah, bit of a party yep. boy. Um, and then I don't know about this one, but maybe Nick Kyrgios. Uh, I think he would bring some media attention to the team. Um, whether it's good or bad, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I think the problem with Nick Kyrgios is he can't be benched in tennis. So I think if you if you had the option of benching him and dropping him from the team, that might teach him some humility. So I think... He just seems like such a good... Um, a team player, doesn't he? Like, he just looks like the guy that would really work well with other people. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Thanks. <laughs> After this break, we're going to be chatting about some uh, 
Well, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers is the new NBL team. We're going to be chatting about them. But if you have any other suggestions for uh, some non AFL players that would do all right if they picked up the um, the leather Sharon, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it's just the Sports Desk. We'll be back in a sec. And we're talking sports names. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday morning. You're with Tal and Caleb, and we're talking about the new NBL team based in Tasmania. You might have seen the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Uh, they get their name after a venomous ant um, that is based in Tasmania. Um, and I was consistently getting it confused with jumping jacks and jack jumpers, but we've got some pretty cool graphics. Tal, I don't know. How, how does the, the team name sit with you? Do you like it? Yeah, I suppose. I think, I don't know. It's like, for starters, I think I had the same, I underwent the same confusion as, as you, where you're like, they're called jumping jacks. Mm. Why are they called jack jumpers? Um, could they could they drop the jack from it? Could they have just been the jumpers? Mm. Um and then just kind of had the ant there as 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 the symbol. I think their you know their their intro and like their their big reveal was accompanied with a lot of like you know we are you know we can carry you know hundred times the strength of a regular human and, and all this kind of stuff like just wheeling out all these kind of like weird ant facts and then just transpose them onto onto their new basketball team. Well, that's all. Um, Shane Heal, Chris Anstey got on Twitter and they said they didn't like it. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of growing on me. I like it. I like the colours and it's better than um, the Hobart Hurricanes, uh, which is another Tasmanian name. And, like, I feel like the it's so easy to go the Tasmanian Tigers or the Tasmanian Devils, so something different. I think, like, you know, you're right. That is that is the obvious go-to. But I think, you know, we, we don't live in Tasmania. I can imagine if you live in Tasmania – there is no shortage of teams mm. called those things. So there's, you know, they've got to find something that is kind of unique. Um, and there's research out there that like long-standing, like, you know, like Tasmanian Tigers and, and Tasmanian Devils, stuff that's already always been there, um, don't really have that much play, I think. Um, but if the new team is looking to profit off stuff like merchandise, um, adopting like new but like local names, which the Jumping Jacks are, they fit both that criteria, then they're going to sell a lot of merch if their merch is really good. And what better way to to promote your new team than than having people wearing your basketball jerseys around? Granted, that people are just wearing them in Tasmania, so no one's going to see them. <laughs> um, but still, promotion nonetheless. Hey, just a little peek behind the curtain. We are so well-researched for this show Tal, you've gone to the University of San Francisco. You've grabbed a peer-reviewed article published in 2016 for this segment. Um, don't say that people don't work hard for community radio. But if you want to have another peek behind the curtain, did I read the entire article? No. Did I go straight to the, to the results and findings section? Yes, I did. <laughs> but we're on a time, you know, we're on a you know tight timeline. I can't be can't be reading the whole thing. <laughs> Let us know what you think about the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Sports Desk. After this break, we're going to be talking about the state – oh, sorry, not the state budget, the national budget. Federal budget, be, baby. It's a big day. It's going to be announced later today, um, and we've got some ideas on how they could um, stimulate the economy mm. following 
the COVID recession. That's going to be right up after this break. You're on Sports Desk with Tal and Caleb. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. You are with Tal and Caleb. And it's a big day today in the world of federal politics. It is Budget Day uh, 2020. Big budget, biggest in recent memory, how we're going to deal with the COVID recession and how we're going to get the economy back on track. But there's been a lot of talk about a gas-led recovery um, coming from the coalition, uh, Scott Morrison, Angus Taylor. But we have some ideas on how to enact a sport-led recovery because that's what we're here to do at Sports Desk. It's called sport. <laughs> Uh, so panorama. So uh, <laughs> you haven't got your tongue confused. <laughs> Caleb, uh, what is our first recommendation for the federal budget for a sports-led recovery? Well, we've broken it down. So we're going to start with education. And mm. uh, I think one way that would stimulate the economy is instead of the national anthem, we could replace it with everyone singing their footy songs at once. And it might make a nice little harmony of just all the different footy songs. We need uh, to motivate one for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We need to motivate everybody with the education. Yeah. Um, in schools as well, um, let's give every school an ice bath because we want recovery. <laughs> we want recovery to be front of mind, you know, getting people out there, playing sport. Um, uh, we want to be increasing jobs as well. You know, that's a big thing. We're going to go into massive unemployment, so we want uh, a lot of new jobs. So we're thinking that we up the amount of people selling footy records by 1,000%. I want footy records on every single corner. I want to get your records, get your footy records, and that is going to kickstart the economy. Just you watch. Another one for jobs. I reckon they could um, you know, fund a few more radio sports jobs as well. <laughs> just throw some money towards any you know, aspiring sports journos. Um, health. I think there's probably room for uh, you know, a vaccine against soft tissue injuries. I reckon really... we we'll probably throw a few billion at that one. <laughs> I reckon we could at least get an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, um, with some of the best sports scientists. And I reckon they could get someone like Stephen Dank onto that one. Uh, he's pretty good with his <laughs> health sciences. Uh, you got anything for the military budget? Yeah, I reckon we could put a fair bit, a uh, fair few million into um, some negotiators in the military. So up, up the negotiation techniques in the military. Because we just want to make sure that Queensland doesn't get too ahead of itself with the whole we're the new home of the AFL and runs away with it, okay? And takes takes Brisbane and Gold Coast with them. So we're gonna you know put a lot of money into making sure Queensland stays put um, because we do value them um, as a part of our national game in the AFL. I was just looking at the run sheet, and the next one is so good. I'll, I'll leave that one for you, but uh, one for immigration. Um, Connor McKenna has obviously announced that he's retiring from Essendon. And he's going to go back to Ireland. I think um, we just need to invest as much money as we can to get him back, so that we can get more of the, um, the self kicks. I've forgotten the name, but the uh, the Gaelic kick in the football brings crowds. <laughs> um, that puts bums on the seats for sure. Puts bums on seats, yeah. Yeah, and we saw the big we saw the big Coxilla on the weekend. <laughs> um, the big the big Americans. So we want Mason Cox's mum. We want his dad. <laughs> we want his brother. We want his, we want everyone. We want the whole Cox extended family. Um, we want them in as well. They get a green card to Australia, uh, whatever, whatever that is. Um, and uh, just thinking, energy, it's a big topic. Um, forget this gas pipeline running across the country. I want a Gatorade pipeline running across the country, servicing every Australian. Uh, and, you know, if there's, if there's spikes in the demand for energy, you know, we'll just, we'll just utilise Gatorade power, powder, you know, just powder straight, direct into every drink bottle in the country and everyone will be firing in no time.
Uh, wrapping it up as well, I think there's probably room in the budget for a royal commission. I think so. Um, because when there's any issues in Australia, you throw a royal commission into it. And the biggest issue in sport in Australia, of course, is set shot goal kicking. Yeah, I want a royal commission to set shot goal kicking um, with a panel a panel of experts. So we'll just hand it over to the Fox Footy News team <laughs> uh, and they can run the royal commission. No worries at all. I reckon they've got the, uh, the expertise to do that. <laughs> You are on the sports desk with Tal and Caleb. We're going to be wrapping up in a sec. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be previewing the big week of sport coming up. That's right. You're listening to the sports desk. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday morning, wherever you are, or might be listening to the podcast. In that case, hope you're enjoying your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. This week of sport... (laughs) We had a massive weekend um, of sport, but uh, there's plenty more to come. And NBA Finals, Game 4 is on Wednesday. Tal, it's currently poised at 2-1 Lakers way. Uh, Are you bullish about the heat from here? I want to be. I really want to be. I think uh, there's a good chance Bam Adebayo comes back and um, fits uh, fits back into the system that they've worked on all year. But I just... The Lakers had a bit of an off night. The Heat were firing. I just, I just, I see the Lakers going up 3-1. I reckon Heat will steal game five, but I think my tip for the series is Lakers uh, win in six. Uh, But yeah, 12 o'clock our time on Wednesday, we'll see that happening. So uh, that's definitely one to keep an eye out for. And the AFL uh, coming up this weekend. On Friday, we've got Richmond versus the Saints and Saturday, Geelong versus Collingwood. Caleb, what are your tips there? What do you reckon? Uh, I think I want, uh, obviously, like I want Saints to beat Richmond, but I just think Richmond will probably be too good with Tom Lynch potentially coming back and Saints without Jake Carlisle. Long as well, who's yes. been suspended for a week. Um, yeah. A couple of major holes. Um, Paddy Ryder as well. Jeepers. Paddy Ryder. Yeah. It's going to be tough to tip against Richmond, uh, but mm. that is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm much, I think I'm much more... Much more looking forward to Richmond versus Saints. I think it's going to be a lot quicker than mm. the Geelong and Collingwood game, but that's going to be. I think it's going to be a bit more interesting, Geelong and Collingwood. Um, do you see Geelong getting up here? Are they going to sneak into a prelim or are Collingwood yeah, rolling? I think Geelong will bounce back. Um, I think they just had a lot of issues with inaccuracy, um, which I think can be addressed. Um, hopefully, with the Royal Commission we just spoke about, <laughs> but um, no. And Tom Hawkins will be called as the first witness. <laughs> I feel like if Collingwood win, um, you know, Victorians have already been through enough in 2020. It would just be salt in the wounds to see them having some final success. Yeah, Geelong for me. And obviously the cricket, which is going on at the moment, as we're recording, sorry, on a Monday afternoon, the third ODI? Yeah, the third ODI is uh, this Wednesday. Um, on the 7th as well. Uh, currently, the Australian women are travelling pretty well. 84 runs needed from 118 balls. Um, obviously, when you're listening to this live, this will all be dated news. But like last week, I'm going to say Australia are going to cakewalk it in. And I'll agree with you this week. <laughs> on a platter. On a platter. Um, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in to the Sports Desk. Yeah. As always, you can catch us on socials, Facebook and Instagram. Um, hit us up if you have anything. That's what we do every week. We love it. <laughs> Thanks, Tal. No worries, Caleb. Thank you. See you next week.